On today's show, Marvel and Kevin Feige lit the Nerdiverse on fire with their Hall H announcements at San Diego Comic-Con. We discuss everything we learned about Marvel's Phase 4 and beyond on Episode 20 of the Hella Nerdy Podcast. Okay, well, hello and welcome to Episode 20 of the Hella Nerdy Podcast. We're 20 episodes in. 20. Remember how surprised we were when we got to 10? We've done 10 of these. <laughs> 10. Let's quit now. Yeah, we did 10 more. <laughs> we should stop while we're ahead. But no. This, is, this isn't the last one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a letdown. Whoa, oh, we man. We just got these mic stands. I, we did. We have. We have. We look very official. I'm going to put a picture of these on our Instagram because yes. we look super, super official. It's pretty nice. With these mic stands. Uh, ho- I'm liking it. <laughs> I'm liking it, too. My, my kitchen looks like a podcast room. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not sure, I'm gonna have to get used to looking at you right. through these sort of wires and arms and yeah, stuff like unless that. Unless you want to like kind of edge yourself, because like, give you a little side eye. Just, yeah, yeah. We're but. just always giving each other side eye anyway. <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. Uh, okay. I see well, you said through a side eye. Like, <laughs> wicked side eye. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, it is episode 20, and we are here to talk about all of the things because there are so many things to talk about. Um, but as we do on every show, uh, we're gonna start with our beer of the week. And this week, uh, it's something pretty special, um, and there's a little bit of a backstory for it, so you'll have to bear with me. Um, as you know, I'm a baseball fan. What? I know. I Since know. Since when? I do the sports thing and on top of the nerd thing. It's a weird sort of... I had very distinct sets of friends growing up. Like, some of my... All my nerd friends, they didn't really care for my sports friends. They weren't my, sports. My sports friends weren't really... It was really, one or the other. It was kind of one or the... No you, know how, you know how you it were, is. You were the crossover. You I were the was. bridge between both yes. worlds. Yeah. I Look, kumbaya, man. <laughs> I'm all about bringing people together. So, you know. Um, anyway, so I'm a, I'm a baseball fan, um, and I recently uh, uh, sent some notes back and forth with one of my favorite baseball writers. But he goes by the name of – he doesn't go by – what am I saying? He goes by the, <laughs> he goes by the name of Batman. No. Um, no. <laughs> friends with Batman? <laughs> I'm friends with Batman. Spoiler alert. Um, so uh, one of my favorite baseball writers, his name is Eno Saris. Uh, he writes for The Athletic. Um, and uh, many other things as well. And he also does a podcast uh, for Fantasy Baseball, and they do a beer of the week at the end. Nice. Um, so he's a he's a he's a big beer drinker. Um, really, really likes. I mean, everything you could think of. Um, but he lives in the Bay Area, where I'm from, uh, in the South Bay, I think, in in Palo Alto, near Palo Alto. Um, and so we started talking on Twitter, and we decided to just do a beer trade because you know he wanted some Minnesota yeah. beers, I wanted some California beers. I'm like, great. So that sounds like a great exchange. It to was me. A, it was a hell of an exchange. So um, he sent me a bunch of great stuff. I sent him a bunch of great stuff. But in particular, he sent me uh, the Blind Pig Double IPA from uh, Russian River Brewing. Mm. And Russian River Brewing is most famous for Pliny the Elder, okay. which is. Uh, most of the time, at the, if not at the top, right near the top of the best IPAs in the world. Wow. It's, you know, it's one of the best beers on the planet. Very, and yeah, always has very been. Very high rated. Yeah. This one is, depending on who you ask, this one is technically, could be the first double IPA ever made. Really? Yes. Really? So the, the backstory is, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but the backstory is that the head brewer at Russian River worked at a brewery in Temecula, California, which is in Southern California, called Blind Pig. And when he moved to Russian River and that brewery shut down, he took the recipe for this beer up to Russian River, called it Blind Pig, and that's what it was. So 
it's got it's got history to it. It's got you know, and it's just a really well known, really well respected beer um, among some of the best that you can find pretty much anywhere. And Russian River, for those who don't know, is really really like limited and exclusive. Like it's hard if you if you don't go there, even in California it's hard to find their stuff all over the place. They only distribute kind of locally. Yeah. They kind of locally and, and in very limited quantities around the state. They don't. Okay. And to my knowledge, they don't go outside the state. Now they might, maybe they go up to like Oregon or something like that. Maybe sure. Portland, but sure. um, it's very limited. It's hard to get okay. really hard to get. Cool. So yeah. So I'm really excited. So we're doing, we're also doing a little something new. Usually in the past, we've started in on the beers before we turn the mics on um, and, you know, to talk about, you know, with uh, the flavor and all that kind of stuff. But for this time around, we're going to try it on air. So you get to listen to us drink, which I know is very compelling. Tune in to pot. hear us. <laughs> all right. So we're going to give this one, a, we're going to give this one a go. Nice. Just to, just to, yeah, thank you. <laughs> just to signal that we've, we've actually had some. So right off the bat, oh yeah, it's really caramely. Mm. Um, very super smooth. Like for a double yeah. I, for a double IPA, this is like crazy. This crush. Is a double. You could crush this. Oh my god. Yeah. That's dangerous. That super super dangerous. It's really good. There's a nice. There's definitely the the, the nice hoppy mm-hmm. uh, you know, tone to it, but mm-hmm. it's not. I guess like not like any double IPA I've ever had. Like no, it's very minimal. On yeah, the top, I would say. Yeah, it's really. It, yeah but it's got a really great color a really good smell it does smell great doesn't it yeah it's very clean uh-huh. yeah i could drink a lot of that that's dangerous yeah that's really good i could drink I a ton of that too with the actual blind pig. like it's a pig with <laughs> sunglasses on right he's yeah got this, like, he's got the he's got the stevie wonder glasses yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and, he's got a cane. and a cane yeah yeah it's, it's very, wonderful it's very on the snout <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> jokes. I got nothing but jokes. Oh, what a ham. So that's really, really good. Um, so yeah, shout out to Yonosaris for sending us some excellent, excellent beer. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, with these new mic stands. That, yeah, I don't know if that's that, going to click up. I'll the, add the mic. The, I, can, I can add the juice <laughs> The clink is going to be more difficult now. What's the, what's the podcast you said he's on? What's the name of his podcast? It's called Rates and Barrels. Rates and Barrels. So uh, him and a guy named Derek Van Riper. They talk fantasy, mostly fantasy baseball, but then they get into at the end of every show they do a beer of the week. Cool. He's actually uh, Derek Derek Van Riper is actually based in Wisconsin, I believe. Oh. So he's always talking about Midwest beers that he gets. Huh. You know, mostly uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. That's where I'm from, Wisconsin. That's right. Uh, yes, that is 100 percent true. <laughs> so it's a really fun show. That's so I mean, weird that if you, these guys from different states work together on this podcast. How weird is that? <laughs> it's almost like it was meant to be. Is this like a shadow room thing? Is it like a mirror universe? Yes, is this yes. going to be part of the multiverse that we're going to talk about? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So if you are if you if you happen to be listening to this and you're into baseball, um, I think you'll need a subscription to The Athletic if you don't already have one. But if you have one, check out Rates and Barrels on The Athletic. It's a really good podcast. Um, lots of good uh, fancy baseball talk there. But enough about baseball um, because I think the Giants are losing right now and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, but, I'm sure um, the Twins probably are too. They're really good. I mean, they're doing good, but the Yankees just like kicked the crap. They out did, of them. they did. <laughs> but they're really they don't have to play. They're playing the That's White Sox. They That's got the White Sox right now, so yeah. they should be winning. All right, well, I hope so. Anyways, um, <laughs> enough about baseball. Damn it. Enough about baseball. this is not this is not the hell of baseball I mean, podcast. Hella nerdy about baseball sometimes. True. We're getting hella nerdy about this beer. Well, and that's the that's the best thing about that podcast that 
you know, Eno does is that they kind of get really nerdy on things. Cause they're talking about, you know, spin rates and, you know, oh, really? launch angles and all the, all the, all the things that wouldn't normally think about. Yeah. All the, all the highly the, analytical the science kind of behind it. Kind physics. of. Yeah. It's all that sort of, all that sort of stuff. Neat. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is nerdy. I don't like it. <laughs> it's very nerdy. So anyways, um, we're going to do, a, we're going to do the show a little bit different, uh, than usual. I, I think we did this once before, but we're going to do it again here. Um, usually we would go into the larger news topics of the day, some quick hits and then a bigger topic today. It's really just going to be the one big topic. And that one big topic is, uh, Marvel's hall H panel at San Diego comic-con last week. Uh, one week ago today, yeah. as a matter of fact, as we're recording, you'll be listening to this later, but, um, so uh, on the last episode, we ranked all of the existing Marvel movies. Yeah, so we, we talked did. a lot about the past. A lot about it. A lot about the past in, in the MCU. And, and it was that was super fun. Was I, had, so fun. I had a great time doing that. I didn't. I mean, I kind of figured that ours would align pretty close. Yeah. But I didn't realize, like, how close some of those were going to line up. <laughs> and then also, close. like, how, like in reverse some of them yeah which i thought was really interesting i did think it was very interesting there were well maybe three of them that i spring to mind that were very flipped yeah but then the rest of them were very tightly bunched together so yeah it was it was interesting to get to go through that so yeah so we spent a lot of time talking about the past in the mcu last time and this time we're going to talk about the future future. because like i said um uh kevin feige and marvel studios took that stage at hall h owned it on saturday last week and at and just tore the place to the ground. I I think people were um, hopeful that they were going to do what they did, but I was, it was a cautious optimism. Oh yeah. I I think there was definitely a school of thought that thought that was people, they were going to come out and maybe just sort of pat each other on the back and, Talk about how great it was sure. and all this kind of we're stuff. So and, and yeah, you guys are the, the fans. You guys are the best. Here's a clip, which from, is always good to hear. It is. Here's a clip from Black Widow, and we'll see you guys later. Yeah, that you was know. kind of what the expectation was, right? Yeah, sort of. But instead, um, Jessica Schobot from uh, Nerdist. No, is she on Nerdist? She's on one of the nerd channels online. I can't remember which one. No, she's on Nerdist. I think right. she is on Nerdist. Yeah, she's on Nerdist. So she came out. She hosted the panel, um, and they immediately brought Kevin Feige out and. He didn't waste any time. <laughs> like he got on. Can you imagine how long he had been like holding that in? Oh man, yeah, yeah seriously. He had to let that out. Yeah, he he got on the he got on that stage. He got on the stage and was like, so uh, so we could talk about you know all the stuff that we did do, but how about we just talk about all this stuff that we're gonna do? And then yes. behind him on the screen, the the timeline went out, and it just and it it didn't show actual logos yet. It just showed Marvel Studios generic yeah. logos, yeah. and it just kept coming. It was like. Boom, bang, boom, bang, boom. bang, bang, until I got to 10 things. And that room, if you watched any of the footage online, that room went banana shit. It was crazy. They went wild. Like, good for, I have to say, like, that's another testament to Kevin Feige's ability to deliver. Like, his showmanship is amazing. Because speaking as a nerd, like, he's another, he's just another comic book yeah. nerd. His ability, like again, like hold that, contain that within himself. I would be giggling nonstop <laughs> while delivering. You guys ready for this? Are you ready? Yeah. Like, I could not keep a straight face. Yeah, the whole yeah, and he's amazing with the media he too. It. They they ask him a lot of crazy ass questions oh along the God. way, and he just smiles and goes, "You'll see." Yep. You know that just kind of stuff. Like I said, he's the, he's the king of answering without answering. But right. but anyways, he he answered big time here, and so um, as an overview, they dropped uh, the the entirety of phase four here yes. and um 
initially when the dates went up on the screen, people were like, wait a minute, we're going to get seven movies in 2021 because there were seven projects right. dated for 2021. And, it, right. and as it turns out, which, and this is, I mean, this is Disney savvy to the fullest. As it turns out, they're actually folding the Disney plus shows into the phases here, right. which is just brilliant because it's like, Oh, you want to keep up? I guess you're going to have to get Disney plus to keep yep, up. Yep, you know, it's yep. super, super smart business. So, um, I don't want to be cynical about that, but it's, it was funny that they were kind of like, look, the phases used to be just movies. Yep. Now they're movies and TV shows right. because everything is so connected. When we talked about before about how we kind of feel like that's what they had initially intended with yeah. like agents of shield and yeah. some of the other spinoff series, like the, the Marvel Netflix series. Um, but how it just did not pan out that way. So I feel like this direction that they're taking makes a lot more sense. It'll probably be a lot more cohesive and, and you know easier to follow along with if you have that subscription. For right. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so what, what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to run through all of the things that were announced um, and a couple of the things that were hinted at or talked about. And uh, on the panel itself, they jumped around. They started off in like sort of with, I think, the 2020 stuff and then really bounced around through the 2021 stuff until they got the end and they brought it back to the start. But what we're going to do here is we're going to go through this chronologically based on when these things are going to release. Cool. So first on the docket, to the surprise of absolutely no one, is Black Widow, which is dated for May 1st of next year. So May 1st, 2020. I know what I'm doing for my birthday. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I just recently also changed my my phone backgrounds nice. to, to oh, Bla- Black hot. Widow stuff. I so, like that. yeah, cool. good stuff. So, uh, for, right off the bat, uh, the footage that they showed for this confirmed that the film was set between Civil War and Infinity War. Right. Um, I haven't seen the footage, but I've seen descriptions of the footage. And It'll my, be released at some point. Probably. probably a couple of weeks of the mo- next month. Yeah, probably. Um, if it doesn't leak before then. If it doesn't leak before then, we'll see. Um, Just give it to us already. But what they did was, I guess, is they showed a montage of Black Widow moments, and it culminated with that moment of her and Tony Stark standing in Avengers um, headquarters, yeah, and kind of giving each other at the end of Civil War. At the end of Civil War, and Tony's like, "Well, they're going to come after you," yeah, you know, and she told basically tells him to watch his back, yeah, you know, yeah, um, and so that cuts right there, and then it goes into footage that they have shot for, and they've been shooting for I guess like thirty days or something like that. Oh, okay. So it's been not much. Um, one of the things that they did show in the footage was a fight between, uh, Black Widow and, uh, Florence Pugh's character, Yelena Belova and a fellow black, a fellow black widow. Yeah. And it was, it was described by most people as very Jason Bourne. Cool. In that it was really fast and really brutal and hard hitting close contact, close contact and stuff like that. So, um, so you kind of get a feel for the fact that these two characters were trained exactly the same. They've right. got, a, they've got all their same moves and they right. know they can think along with one another. And then that scene actually ends with the two of them sharing a drink and like catching up and kind cool. of being like, like you it. know, they call each other sis. Very Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very Russian. Um, also in the footage, it confirmed taskmaster. Cool. So taskmaster is definitely in the movie. Yes. So we talked about, which was really, really cool. The costume looks awesome. Yeah. I think I, it looks way cooler than I was imagining it too. Yeah. I've heard a couple people kind of wish it had been Skeletor, but I don't know. I mean, there's always going to be those comic like tr- 
like true i guess like people want pe- people want captain america with the the wings popping off of his yeah head, you know like yeah. i get it i understand the nostalgia but at the same time the people who are creating these costumes are thinking in a practical way mm-hmm. and like how a lot of that is gonna you know i mean obviously there's only so much that you can do to make it practical but you know the at the same time you want to make it fit into kind of a real world situation that's what they've been trying to do i think with most of them yeah you know you look at iron man's armor and it's like okay yeah there's no way any of that would actually function right but it looks like it would yeah and that's that's kind of the genius behind a lot of that technical design right? yep absolutely so yeah it, i think it, they're it, applying a lot of that to the same costumes here yeah i mean at this point if anyone is going to actually question the marvel uh costume designers I mean, get over yourselves. Go away. <laughs> really, at this point, it's kind of stupid. But uh, so also as part of the panel, they brought out the whole cast. Cool. Which is really cool to yeah. see. Uh, notably, David Harbour. That's right. Who uh, of Stranger Things fame Stranger plays Things. Hopper in Stranger Things. Um, and he will be playing the Red Guardian, um, yeah. Alexei Shostakov. Yeah. Um, so he's like the, the Russian Captain America. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the Russian version of Captain America. And he even hinted on the panel that him and Cap might have issues. So. Ooh. I don't know that they'll necessarily show Cap yeah. in this movie, but they might reference him. Okay. I wonder if, that's, if that alludes to anything like maybe they have history together or if it's something to if it's kind of like a um, living in the shadow maybe. of Captain America. Because, you know, he's this first super soldier. Yeah. Right. And so everybody's been basically trying to replicate the super soldier thing ever, ever since Captain America. Yeah. And so he's just another replica. Yep. Right. So it kind of remains to be seen whether or not uh, this version of the Red Guardian will be good guy, bad guy, something in between, something like that. They also confirmed a, a piece of casting that was rumored but hadn't yet been actually confirmed, which was Rachel Vice is right. in the movie. Yeah, and that's what an unbelievable get! What yeah. an unbelievable get! Just from a talent standpoint mm-hmm. for the MCU. Look, I mean, they're pulling in everybody who's anybody now. Oh yeah, but that she's she's major and that's really really she, there are a couple of people who announced throughout this this uh this panel that were major but she's one of them so she'll be playing a character called Melena I believe okay. who is kind of the the headmistress of the red room okay um and another I should say one other piece of the footage that I heard about somebody described online uh uh Natasha's being chased and you see in the distance like chasing her like at least eight to ten, maybe more other Black Widows dressed just like her. Oh, cool. So it like sort of like all the other students from the Red Room coming after her kind of thing, which is That's pretty intense. Pretty neat. Like, I'm like, whoa. We haven't seen anything like that before. No. She's been the only one in the movies, yeah. right? Like, I mean, they, they did the the brief glimpse of the, of the Red Room in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. right? When Scarlet Witch like messes with her mind. Mm-hmm. But... That's kind of the only taste of Black Widow background yeah. or what she, you know where she really comes from that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been just kind of like hush hush and little things here and there, but yeah. we never actually get to see it. So this will be really interesting to see like a whole army of her, you know, like yeah. of hers, right? It's like a whole bunch of Black Widows together. And it, it's interesting to hear, you know, after the panel, you know, there were a lot of interviews with with uh, Scarlett Johansson and everybody else, and. Uh, Scarlett Johansson actually said that this movie is going to be very grimy, like very down and dirty, you know, brutal, <clears throat> brutal. Yeah. Something kind of pretty much unlike we've seen so far. I think yeah. you get pieces of it in like winter soldier and stuff like that. You get bits of it, but this one sounds like it's going to be again, very sort of Jason Bourne, yeah. very kind of, you know, hard hitting 
you know, hand-to-hand combat action kind of thing. Cool. I like that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it'd be it'll super it, cool. It'll make it thrilling. Yeah. And the other, the other cast member who was, who was brought out on stage, and I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this last name. I apologize, but OT Fag, 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 Benley, Fabenley. I don't know. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I apologize. Uh, but, uh, he is going to play an old associate of black widow. Um, I guess kind of a fixer, sort of a, I don't know, arms person, whatever, cool. who has, you know, uh, romantic feelings for Natasha from, know. from the, her, their past. Jeez, it's so hard to see why. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's not very easy on the eyes or anything like that. Um, <laughs> he's just going to have a trunk full of guns. Yeah. And she, he's going to be like, she's going to be like, I need guns, lots of guns. Yes. Yes. Oh, Keanu shows. Up. And then Keanu shows John up. Wick. Yeah. I mean, look, we, like we said before, they're trying to get Keanu in these movies any way they can. Easy, easy, right? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, easy fit. You wouldn't yep. even need to. <laughs> so uh, I'm very excited for this movie. I, I, I was already excited for this movie. I'm more excited for it now. It was very cool to see like Florence Pugh out there. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a cool matchup oh, yeah. between the two of them, That'll I think. Fun. The action is going to be fun by its. I mean, like every action sequence you can think of in the Marvel movies up to this point with Natasha, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. That scene with her, I mean, the first scene you get to see her as Black Widow where she takes out the hallway full of guys. Yeah. It's before Daredevil does it. Yep. She does it. Yeah, she did have the first hallway fight. So, so graceful. She did. You she know, did. Like, in just, That's right. It's a good call. It was so clean. Everybody was like, what did I just watch? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then she does it again and again and again. Like, you know, it's so amazing. Yeah. She so just cool. she just clears people out. She's I'm pretty. I'm excited to see a full movie full of that. Definitely. Um, there was no announcer. Uh, 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 no announcer. No actor announced for a Taskmaster. Okay. Um, so it kind of leaves a bit of speculation about what could, who could be under that mask. Uh, one of the, one of the better rumors I heard was that it might actually be Yelena Belova oh. under the mask. That'd be interesting. Um, kind of a twist. <clears throat> just the idea that they have similar movesets and you know, that kind of thing. Although hopefully they're sticking with the actual taskmaster thing where that character can mimic right. any fighting style. We'll see. That's his ability. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so moving on from there, uh, the next thing that will come out from Disney in Phase Four is the Falcon and Winter Soldier show on the Disney Plus network. Uh, this is slated the the Disney Plus stuff only got um, times of year, not specific dates. So this is slated for fall twenty twenty, whatever that happens to be. Um, and there wasn't too much to this part of the the panel. Uh, he they brought Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Shaw out on. I keep calling him Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Shaw. Even though he's the Black King of the Hell, the Hellfire, the Hellfire Club, <laughs> in the X Men, <sighs> Sebastian Stan, they brought them both on stage. What was very cool was that um, Mackie came out with the shield, with the Captain yeah, America shield. That was awesome. And actually handed it to Sebastian, <gasps> who then they ended up handing it back to uh, Jessica Chobot. Actually, nice. she took awesome. it. That's so that was kind of fun. To, and it was confirmed also um, in a in a panel or not a panel interview, but a like a junket interview sort of after the fact that uh, Mackie had actually had his first Captain America costume fitting. fitting. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. Apparently they went to his house. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> all right like under under cloak of night i suppose you have to keep it on the dl you gotta keep it really under wraps release that stuff right away it's yeah still a while before it's gonna come out can't let so. anybody sketchy take a picture of it well or... they, gotta, they have so much press to release before they've actually uh i mean have they even started filming yet uh i don't know 
It's a good question. The big piece of news that came out of this was uh, as they were talking and joking around, having a good time, their interview, their little panel interview with Kevin Feige was interrupted by the video screen. And you just hear a voice in the background. It sort of crackles or whatever. And then the room goes dark and it comes up. And it's Daniel Bruhl from uh, Civil War who played Zemo. That's right, Baron Zemo. And so he'll be – he's returning as Baron Zemo. And he basically said he's coming for them. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, he pulled on the purple mask. The classic the, yeah. purple Baron Zemo mask, which I know that? a lot of people were missing the last time. Have you seen the concept art for that? It looks so cool. It's so cool. It looks I so mean, cool. I was like, how are they going to make this look cool? And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, they, they, of course they made yeah. it look cool. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a very uh, blurry, shadowy um, mm-hmm. still image that yeah. someone took from the panel itself yeah. and online. And you can see it's mostly silhouette, yeah. but you can tell it's going to be... Very much the Baron Zemo we know and there's love. a there's a good sh- a decent shot of him without the mask on where he's he's, he's in like full beard but mm-hmm. he's got the, uh, the the kind of popped like the fur collar yes with the, uh, yes. the what was it, like the snow leopard or something yeah like, something some like that of, yeah, leopard print or something on it on the collar so good um, very yeah very callback to the comic book look but uh, it looks like it's gonna be exciting very curious to see how he plays into the larger uh, plot of yeah what's going on with Sam as Captain America and Winter Soldier, who he already has like history with from Civil War. Right. And we're going to talk a lot about this through the course of this thing, because it's it's a it's a running theme for all of these all of the Marvel things. Now, they truly are connected. Right. <clears throat> so who knows what else will pop up in this show and who knows what trajectory that this show will send these characters on. But know that this isn't like the end for these characters or anything right. like that. It's just really just a way to keep them up front. You know, keep it, keep telling stories with them involved. So, um, super, super excited for that. Uh, coming out on November sixth, twenty twenty, is going to be the Eternals. Oh yeah! And uh, this one, the crowd, I have to say, um, it's a lot of nerds in that crowd. Yeah. So a lot of them know the Eternals, right. but I would be willing to bet that only, you know, a very small portion of that crowd really knew what the Eternals was. Right. Or had even read it. Because to be honest, you and I, like I, I only know this much. Yeah. Like I, I'm inch deep on yeah, the Eternals. I have like half of that. Yeah. And it's like, no one really there. That's the best part about this is it's so out of left field that people don't quite know what to expect, but brilliantly they start, they brought the whole cast out mm-hmm. and introduce, introduce their characters. And we'll get that, get that to get to that in a second. Excuse me. Um, but the first thing that, Thank you very much. The first thing that Kevin Feige said uh, was that this movie is going to be full Jack Kirby, which mu- it has to be. Right? It has to be, but music to my ears. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why I would ever really worry that they wouldn't do that, mm. but you never know. Sure. You never know if they think to themselves if the higher ups at Disney go maybe a little too weird. Well, just just like we were just like we were just talking about with the, the costume designs and mm-hmm. things. You know, there's a certain level of realism that people are kind of expecting now from these movies, right? Like yeah. a certain level of reality because that's just the way they design them. Yeah. And really well in you know, in so many cases. And Kirby's artwork, even though it's like the what do you want to call it? Like pinnacle <laughs> Marvel it is, style. It, it is the Marvel style. Right. Yeah. You, know, you look at so many classic characters, Thor and Captain America and Hulk, like the Fantastic you know, the ways, Four. Yeah, the, so, ways yeah. they, the way that they were drawn by Kirby is essentially 
why we know them and the way that we know them now. Yeah, it's how they exist in people's mind's yeah. eye. Yeah, you and, know, and when you think about that's it, that's yeah. how they have you know forever. But the the, the Eternals and like the Celestials and, and so many of those different characters from these books are straight out of Kirby's brain. Yeah, like those are all like his design and his creation. So I mean, a lot of them are his design. Or a lot of his design and creation, if not completely his design at least. Yeah. Um. So the the fact that they're going to pay tribute to that and you know take the source material and actually like build off of it i'm just thrilled to see that and yeah. it's 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 so reassuring yes. that it's going to be something that i want to see yeah and and al- along the way this panel the thing the little nuggets that feige threw in on the these things is just great we just, just call them feige nuggets feige nuggets he yeah dropped a feige nugget. <laughs> <laughs> um we're not, we're not calling them fuggets <laughs> so um so interesting <laughs> make that a new segment on the show yes fuggets uh, we i mean we probably could <laughs> squeeze that into the yeah after the one of the one shots of the pull list yeah all right i've written i've written it down <laughs> Yeah. Tune in for episode twenty-one. Introduce the fuckets. So, uh, so uh, brought out on stage first was obviously the director Chloe Zhao. Uh, She's best known for her movie The Writer from twenty seventeen. Not a movie I've seen, but a movie I've heard is pretty great. Yeah, I was looking at the IMDb ratings; they're pretty high. Yeah. So, um, another young director. of very high regard in Hollywood circles that Marvel has plucked to do their movie. Um, I'm going to skip a couple of these notes here just so we can start running through this cast. So there's a lot. Yeah. Which was cool. It was, it was cool to see them assembled mm-hmm. on stage. Um, like Avengers. Yeah. Yes. Very much. <laughs> so uh, first off you have Richard Madden and he'll be playing Icarus. Also, uh, you know him as uh, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Yes. And he was also in that uh, show, The Bodyguard. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a uh, uh, very hot actor yeah. right now. Very hot. Um, also very good looking. Um, <laughs> he is charming <laughs> AF. Yeah. Like, and he's got the jawline of any superhero. It's right? true. It's true. And he's Irish. That's not, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So anyways. Um, so Icarus, we won't get into all the characters individually. Some of them we'll talk a little bit about. But so Icarus is sort of the main He's the, kind of the, the main eternal yeah he's yeah. the 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 figurehead if you will sort of the eternals um i'm not going in order of how they were announced on stage um but the last one to actually be announced was angelina jolie oh she was last she was last they brought her out last interesting she got the biggest applause really yeah cool. i think people were very excited to see her i mean it's, it is exciting to see her. she's a phenomenal actress a phenomenal actress she, obviously she's got tons of history and done tons of action flicks yeah and i and she's so she's playing thena yeah i think we thought she would be playing cersei right she um seemed, she Almost seemed like a dead ringer. For it, it seemed it seemed almost too perfect, right, for for her to play Cersei. But she's not, so she's playing Thena. Um, what was great was she came out, and it was clear that I mean, she's been in some huge movies, yeah. and she's, she's a star. She's, she's a, a star. star. She's an A lister, and she so she's gotten huge responses from crowds before. Mm-hmm. But she was clearly taken slightly aback by the the veracity of this crowd, you know, yeah. and how excited they were to see her. Yeah. And her comments were great. She said, look, you know, it's, it's such a privilege to be a part of this huge thing. And, you know, I know we're all super excited. And we're going to work extra, extra hard to make this great for you guys because, you know, 
the enthusiasm here is just infectious and oh, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. So it was really cool. It was cool to see her. So she was gonna she's gonna play Athena, and like I said, not Cersei. Um, there, and I should I'll just say now, Cersei was not announced. Yeah, uh, but she's as kind part of, a of the key cast. Character. She's a huge part of the story. So. I have to think there are some things that they're holding back yeah. for maybe for D D twenty three, which right. is in late August and stuff like Disney that. Disney Expo or D- Disney uh, Convention. Yeah, and and one actress who was not announced on this was Millie Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. who I think a lot of people. Well, there was a lot of speculation, rumors going around that she was going to be part of this movie. So, I think that she might get announced at D twenty three as Cersei. Okay. So we'll see. That'd be interesting. Um, it would be very interesting. We'll see. Kind of a twist. Yeah. So, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, was also brought out. He'll be playing Kingo, um, comedic actor. Comedic uh, actor. He's recently seen him in what is it? Um, Stuber. Stuber. That's right. With yeah. uh, Dave Bautista. Right, yeah. 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 It's funny too. People were making jokes, and I didn't even notice this because I didn't watch any of the like the junket interviews for Stuber. But apparently, and I went back and looked. Apparently, as these interviews had gone on and stuff, he's starting to get yoked. <laughs> like he's starting to get big. I saw. I saw some of the like when he was on stage at SCCC. Like he, yeah, he looked ripped. He looked big. Like he's yeah. huge. So <laughs> so clearly he's known he's going to be doing this for a while because he's been getting in shape. Um, Kingo is the um, he's in the comic books. He's Japanese, right? Um, and he is uh, well, he's an eternal. But he yeah he he has like. They, they're not really in, they don't have uh, yeah that's, that's a good or, point actually yeah you're right but but he's he's also a movie star yeah right? you know i should i should clarify i think he's only he's he's only played japanese in the neil gaiman version oh, of okay. of eternals really where the original. where a lot of the eternals are on earth and don't know that they're eternals right. they're leading like a a, yeah. a regular They've life just been living out their normal days yeah. because they... one of the other eternals has wiped their memories and all that kind That's of stuff right. so they're kind of just living regular lives yeah. Without the knowledge that they're actually eternal, so that I think that's where that came from. Okay. But he's sort of the he's sort of the hand to hand fighter, yeah. if you will. He plays like samurai and yeah. movies and stuff. Yep, exactly. So, so he was great. He actually got the most questions from Jessica Chobot. Um, I think they probably had interviews together oh, quite sure. a bit, so yeah. they had some funny back and forth, and so that was he's. That's you probably know. not his first Comic Con either, is it? Oh no, no, he's been to. Yeah, he, I was gonna say, he's like he one of the few there. actors who's been to a whole bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's cool. he's he's all about That's it. It's exciting to see him up there, though. Yeah. Uh, next on the list list was uh, Lauren Ridoff. Uh, she'll be playing Makari. So excited! Very cool. So I've I've never heard of her before. I had um, either, but this, the more I read about her, the more excited I got. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now, uh, this is going to be another theme along the whole cast here is they yeah. gender swapped a lot of these roles. And, so, national, and uh, ethnicity. Yeah. Yes. So in the books, uh, Makari is usually male, but sh- he'll be played or she'll be played female um, in this movie. Now, Lauren Ridoff. a white male in the comic books. Yes. And it'll be a black female in the movie. Yes. So Lauren Ridoff um, is an actress and former Miss Deaf America. That's right. Um, so she actually, when she got asked questions by Jessica Chobot, she actually signed her answers and they had an interpreter and, you know, spoke whatever. Um, so it's going to be the first deaf uh, character in, in the MCU, which is super cool. The the moment I saw that, that she was previously Miss Deaf America and started kind of digging more into like her background and um, like before she was an actress, um I mean, she has done previous acting roles. Yes, yeah. I just um, never heard of her. Right. Well, but the, but then building that into the kind of the Makari role, who mm-hmm. is the 
well, I guess in the Neo game and comic book, he's kind of like the Neo of the book, right? Like he doesn't realize right. that he's an Eternal, but then they kind of introduce him as the Eternal and then he kind of awakens his powers and all that stuff. Right. But the other part of that is that he's the speaker to the sleeping celestial. Right. So like the celestials are where the, you know, the, uh, the infinity stones come from. Uh, they essentially like created the universe, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's one that's just been kind of like hibernating yeah. in earth yep. this whole time. And it, they discover it. Or have you seen the concept art of the Celestials? Yeah, they look really cool. Yeah, they look really great. I like how they're not too humanoid. Like yes. One of the things that I always, I mean, I love it about the Kirby art style. They always looked very, like they were just dudes in costumes. But these ones look alien. Like real, like they have that humanoid shape, mm-hmm. but then they look like alien in nature right i guess right so i like that so super cool um she actually was also in the walking dead which i didn't know oh, i didn't know that either yeah so she played a part in the walking dead did you see her possible connection to john krasinski no so her husband apparently worked with the team that did uh, uh a quiet place oh because okay. that was one of the first uh like completely signed uh scripts right like the the majority of the dialogue in that movie is sign language gotcha uh, it's a quiet place yeah so her husband worked on that project with them she did a shout out to them and the team and john krasinski and emily blunt cool on instagram and that got my attention right away because i was like wait a minute this means we could potentially actually get John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in the MCU. Yeah. And if they come out as the Fantastic Four, I might just die. I mean, <laughs> it, it's what's funny. This is a tangent. This is definitely a tangent. But what's what's crazy is that John Krasinski, Emily Blunt thing as Reed Richards and Susan Storm has been um, talked about, drawn, photoshopped so much so much fan so art. much that it, they've almost i feel like they've almost backed marvel into a corner here right like if they were to announce anybody else's those two characters That's there might be a little mini now. riot a little it's, mini nerd riot <laughs> i feel that way a lot like I'm, i mean i'm sure that whatever they end up doing it's going to be good but i but i have this this sense of like this is the best Thing that they could possibly do i can't see yeah. how it could get any better it's 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 perfect casting right it would be really perfect It'd casting amazing so th- that just got my attention uh right away but then also the the fact that she is the speaker to the sleeping celestial as a deaf person yeah i thought that's brilliant very cool yeah she'll have more of a like a just a connection right as opposed to that's having something to that speak. she has yeah. that nobody else in the cast or in those characters will have. right yeah it's really cool uh, next up is uh, Brian Tyree Henry. He'll be playing Fastos. Uh, Henry is known for uh, lots of different roles in the show Atlanta. Uh, he was in If Bill Street Could Talk alongside uh, Stefan James. He was in the, Into the Spider-Verse. He was, he was um, Miles Morales' dad in Into the Spider-Verse. Right. So if you've seen that and you remember that voice, you have to say you love me, son. That's a copy. <laughs> it's so good. so good. Really, really good. So he's... He's a he's a very hot actor right now, um, and somebody who I'm I'm excited to see um, on stage. Fastos is known uh, among the Eternals as sort of the Tony Stark character to a certain extent, as far as being a genius and an engineer. You know, he he, he makes weapons, and he he's just that guy. Cool. Um, so super cool. Um, I'd say the second biggest cheer came for uh, Selma Hayek. Yeah. Who was announced as Ajax. Cool. Um, another gender swap. Another gender swap. Um, and Ajax is 
usually the um I want to call it leader of because Icarus is usually the leader right. of the Eternals, but she's sort of the the I don't even know what the how to how to really explain it. kind of the Professor X yeah. of the of the Eternals to a certain extent, like sure. not not the uh, field general leader, yeah. but kind of the behind the, behind scenes. the scenes kind of leader. Yeah. Um, and she described her role as sort of a motherly role to cool. the to the Eternals. So um, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Um, and like I said, she got a huge ovation. Um, next up is Leah McHugh, uh, another actor that I had not heard of. Uh, she's very young. I don't think she's been in much at all. I think she's I've only been, she's only been maybe been in a, in a couple things. Uh, and there's all another, uh, gender swap character. Um, and it should be, it should be noted that a lot of the rumors are that this movie is going to pull heavily from the Neil Gaiman run mm. of Eternals. Um, and in that run, her character Sprite, uh, is the one that removed the memories from the Eternals and sort of stranded them on Earth to she, live. She kind of sabotaged them. She did, yeah. Um, she 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 made them forget that they were Eternals and stripped them of their powers, mostly because the character of Sprite is um, perpetually a child. So the character itself will never grow to be an adult, and she this character felt um, overlooked and. Um, uh, just sort of disregarded amongst the other Eternals. And she's, so uh, she's um, uh, interview with a vampire. Uh, <laughs> uh, one yeah. Of her first roles. Oh she yeah. Was Mary Jane. Yeah. From, Spider-Man. from Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't know why I can't think of her. Why I can't. You've got a computer in front Kirsten of you. Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Thank you very Kirsten much. Dunst. I'm glad you thought that you figured she, that out. Child Kirsten Dunst in interview with a vampire. Yeah. Kind of. She just wants to grow up. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's so all she wants. So, interesting casting there and then lastly um don lee who is yeah. a korean actor uh known for a lot of different roles uh in train to busan um and he's like a bodybuilder too, he is he's bodybuilder fighter he's and huge yeah he's he kind of plays he kind of plays a similar role in in all the things that he's in where he's sort of like the he's a strong man yeah you know he's the, he's the guy um he's the tank so Gilgamesh uh, in in the Eternals is known as the Forgotten One, mm-hmm. um, and he's actually been a member of the Avengers before, right? Which is an interesting kind of thing, um, and he's known to be the sort of the strongest Eternal, um, the Hulk of the Eternals, if you will. Yeah. And even I think Jessica Chobot even asked who would win in a fight, yeah, between uh, Gilgamesh and uh, and uh, the Hulk. And it was funny. Don Lee goes. He looked around the room. He goes. Is Mark Ruffalo here? <laughs> he goes, well, de- he, no? And I guess definitely yeah, that, Gilgamesh. Definitely Gilgamesh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun little moment. It was a fun little moment. But, like um, so yeah, this this cast looks amazing. Um, I think there will be additions made to it coming down the pipe. This is going to be unlike anything we've seen. Completely unlike anything we've yeah. seen. And and really signaling the, the um, heavy cosmic nature of the upcoming phases of the Marvel Universe. And... Yeah. and you thought Guardians opened the door. Yeah. This is going to be nothing. blown wide open. Yeah, like, nothing compared nothing to that. Like so, they're just they're just making they're just making this universe as wide as and as deep as possible. Cool. And this is uh this is going to be a crazy thing to see. I like it. Yeah. So, uh the next thing up on the slate uh scheduled for February 12th, 2021 is going to be Shang-Chi. But not just Shang-Chi. Right. So the title of the film is actually Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Hell yeah. 
You are super excited, aren't the you? The Mandarin! Yep. Like, we're actually going to get the Mandarin in this film, not Ben Kingsley playing the Mandarin. It's going to be the Mandarin. Yes, and as a matter of fact, they even confirmed the actor. He's a Chinese actor named Tony Leung. Um, and they showed his picture on on the screen. He wasn't he wasn't in attendance, but they actually Kevin Feige actually said, "This is your Mandarin." Cool. Pointed at him, so that's who he is. So um, this is great. This is one of those things we've talked about it on the show before, and and I know your disappointment in the not following through with the Ten Rings thing. Um, you're gonna get your wish here. Yes. And yeah, it's, it's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've wanted lots of things. What was it, cool was I heard that they played a montage of all the little Easter eggs of Ten Ring stuff that people oh, really? missed. Oh. So like tattoos on people's wrists, oh. things in the background, okay. all this. They showed all these things like in like an Ant Man and stuff. There's a call. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I guess um, the one in Ant Man is one of the guys, one of the henchmen for the for the Yellow Jacket character. Yeah pulls a gun and like extends it and for like half a second you see the 10 rings on his wrist Ooh. like his sleeve pulls back and it shows Ooh, it so good. it's like a blink I if like you miss that. it moment I yeah like that. that's so really sneaky yeah so there's they've uh, been, those are the best easter eggs it's like, true come on. they've been seeding these things all all the way through so we are going to get all the 10 ring stuff we're going to get legit mandarin and <laughs> what was so they they announced uh, another part of the cast they announced was uh aquafina Mm. So she's in Crazy Rich Asians right. and Ocean's 8. Um, she's kind of blown up after Crazy Rich yeah, Asians. People yeah. love her. So she's part of the cast. Um, and then there are also rumors out there that Walter Goggins, who was in Ant-Man and the Wasp as Sonny Birch, mm-hmm. is going to come back because there's rumors that he's actually been working for the Mandarin. You know, he references oh. his his benefactor or yeah. whatever so in the movie. Of the Osborne tie-in, yeah. it would be the Mandarin. Yep. I like that. Yeah. I like it too, especially since they put a Ten Rings thing in Ant Man. Right. You know, it that kinda would sense. make sense to kind of do that. That'd be a cool team up too if they ended up doing like an Ant Man. Shang Chi and Ant Man team up. I think that could be really fun. Yeah. Plus the the oh my god, the action in this movie's gonna be amazing. Yes, it will be. Anybody who loves Kung Fu, let's get to business. Yeah, let's it's get be to so business. Cool. <laughs> Cannot wait. So the big casting announcement for this was for Shang Chi himself. Um, and they cast a Chinese Canadian actor by the name of Simu Liu. Now, <laughs> this is wild to me. So they screen tested him on the Sunday in New York, the Sunday before Comic-Con in New York. He was cast. He was given the role on Tuesday. And by Saturday, he was in Hall H doing the panel. That's some fast work. So he was delightful. Like, if you go find some interviews of this guy online since since then, he's like he seems like the nicest human being in the history of the world, not including The Rock. <laughs> what if him and The Rock? What? If, oh man, it mean, still it'd still be part of that dream of The Rock getting into the MCU. He's going right? to. But <laughs> he will eventually. They, they end up in the same scene at some point. Just give it time. He'll get. He'll, oh, the Rock so will good. be in a Marvel movie. So, so uh, Lee, he's basically an unknown actor um, for the most part. He's done uh, mostly stunt work, and he's also been in. Um, He's been in television shows in Canada. He's he's known for uh, so he's got some acting. He's got experience. some acting experience, but he's a young guy. He's definitely he's definitely got the look. Um, there are some pictures leaked online of him like shirtless working out or whatever. He's yoked. Ripped. Yeah, he's stacked. So yeah. um, and he looks like he can fight. He looks like he and can that's fight. The, that's the big thing. Right? Yeah. Like, so he's got the like I said, he's got the stunt background and stuff. So it's kind of like some of his high kicks. 
I mean, I can't even low kick that. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. Cool. I think I can't remember the actor's name now. And it just, just came out. As a matter of fact, the once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. The actor they cast for that to play Bruce Lee in the movie. I think people thought maybe he might end up. Why not? As it, but maybe slightly on the nose. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do agree that that is, uh, an easy connection to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because, I mean, Shang-Chi is kind of a, Bruce Lee connection pretty much is yeah but uh, I mean you could say that about so many other characters in millions of other you know pop culture properties yeah um, I, I think it's really it speaks to uh, Marvel's uh, mission to diversify their cast mm-hmm. and their their production teams yep um, and also to like you know give chances to people who probably wouldn't otherwise get chances at, yeah. at other big studios like yeah. that i love i love casting an unknown in a role like this in a movie that no one has expectations for yeah no one is you know really talking about to a certain i mean nerds are talking about it oh sure but among all the things on this list this is probably the one that's going to fly the most under the radar right and you know if this guy is as good as he seems like he could be mm-hmm. and just completely blows out of the water and it should be noted too that the the director is chinese american uh destin cretton so you know uh this could be really cool i think it's gonna be fun it'd be really cool i'm really excited so coming up after that and this is the part of the this is the part of the panel for me that got it just got my it got my blood flowing when this when this stuff started to come up Wait, what does that mean uh, <laughs> just leave it leave it leave it Leave it. Could you elaborate on that? No, no, please don't. Um, I will not. But I was. This got me. It got you excited. It got me very excited. Vision. Yeah. So vision. So so spring twenty twenty one. Yeah. So spring twenty twenty one on Disney Plus. Uh, we're gonna get WandaVision. Now I thought WandaVision was just like a working silly title. No. Nope. That's what they're. WandaVision is the actual title of the show. But that it fits. It does. It does. Now, we'll get into speculation and stuff in a second here, but uh, F- Kevin Feige brought out uh, Lizzie Olsen and Paul Bettany on stage, yes. um, and they all made a point of calling it weird or strange yes. multiple times. Yes. And so this thing is, you know, Kevin Feige said, and I'm quoting here, he said he called it a mega event series and unlike anything we've done before. Cool. Which... I like oh baby, it. I can't wait! I can't I wait mean, for this. We've talked up Scarlet Witch so many different times, yeah. just in this show. But there's and there's been plenty of opportunities in the movies where we're getting to see like how you know, or at least get a taste of how powerful she is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is just gonna like it's gonna blow the doors it's, off. It's it's reality warping. Like mm-hmm. you you can't have like a. It's gonna be Doctor Strange on steroids. Like you can't have a. A, a a to b type plot yeah with reality warping no and she's gonna be all over the place with this so i'm super <laughs> thrilled like, yeah I can't wait. me too me too um it sounds like the inspiration is going to be a mix of house of m and tom king's run on vision okay so tom king's run on vision was the one where uh, vision tried to have a little robot family right um in the suburbs it's, it's really um it's a great commentary it's a fantastic commentary it gets very dark yeah very quick. Uh, it gets very dark, very yeah. first issue. Oh my god. Yeah. So but it's it's an amazing run. It's one of those runs where if you've not read it, you should it's it's up there with Matt Fraction's Hawkeye and uh, John Hickman's uh, F- Fantastic Four. I mean you should go find it and read it if it's you haven't. It's fascinating. really, really great. 
Um, so there's going to be a kind of inspiration pulled from those things. And interestingly, uh, Olsen actually referred to her character as the Scarlet Witch, which is something that has not been done in the MCU. They've never actually called her the Scarlet That's Witch. Right. She's always been just Wanda. She's always just been Wanda. Yeah. So um, I don't do know. Very, do they even actually call her Maximoff? Is it, what's, no, is they, don't re- they, they don't refer to her last name at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm sure they did that just so no one would go, Magneto! Yeah, right. You know. Now's our chance. Yeah. Um, it could still happen. The story does take place after Endgame, which was uh, very confusing to Paul Bettany. Yeah. Um, I mean, Vision's dead. Yeah. He was like, I have no idea how I'm in this show. Right. Um, it's like, <laughs> like I have uh, no... then again, Wanda manipulating reality. Yeah. So the, the speculation the speculation online is that what we'll get here is a situation where um, Wanda kind of loses it yeah. and gets lost in her own mind mm. um, and kind of creates a version of vision, version of vision, that's easy to say, um, in her mind and sort of has kind of the, sort of plays out this life that she uh, wishes she could have had. Kind of a fantasy. Yeah. Um, whether that's an alternate universe or if it's just a reality warp kind of thing like you were talking about, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Paul Bettany was very confused. He's like, I'm not sure what I'm doing out here. Uh, to my knowledge, I'm dead. It'll I don't, be cool. I don't know what's going on. That'll so. be fun to see. I mean, we, we talked about a little bit about how they, they could bring Vision back potentially. Yes. I mean, like really bring him back. But if this is just kind of like some – if this is just some kind of, uh, you know, wishful thinking or some kind of uh, – you know, dreamland that Wanda has concocted for herself mm-hmm. that could make it all kinds of twisty. Yeah. Super twisty. And f- so as cool as all of that is, the bigger news for me was the announcement of another character who we've seen in an MCU movie before returning to be a part of this show, only older and grown up. And that is Monica Rambo. From Captain Marvel. So what? Lieutenant Trouble, oh my little Monica Rambo, all grown up, is going to play a part in this show. Uh, the actress uh, Tayana Paris from Dear White People and Mad Men was announced as uh, taking over the role. She came out on stage. She was very excited to be there. Um, she, so, yeah, it was really cool to see. But she referred to herself as a Marvel superhero, quote unquote, cool. Marvel yeah. superhero. So like we're going to get Photon. Photon, yeah. Which is wild. Did she? Is she? Did she end up as Miss Marvel? At one, she Marvel she was Marvel? Captain Marvel That's at right. one point. Yeah, okay, she's cool. had Monica Rambeau's had a couple or several different, yeah, um, quote unquote superhero names similar to Captain Marvel's power set. Yeah, very very similar. But also, uh... <laughs> if if anyone can hear that, uh, <laughs> we have a dog. We have a dog in the house tonight. We're being visited by my fur nephew and fur niece. <laughs> Hello, fur nephew. Have some water. Yep, he's thirsty, but he's also <laughs> bored. Uh, Are you guys nerding out at the table when you could be petting me? Instead? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're not including you in you this. Just need some love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Photon. I mean, we haven't seen her since Captain Marvel, so it'd be cool to see that kind of continuity yeah. added. But to the TV show with Wanda, how, yeah. I how she's going to get in the mix? I don't know. Which is, I think that's the part of it that really is that really is uh, interesting and exciting to me is that here's a character that was minor 
in Captain Marvel. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't in it for, for that much, but but those... She did pick the color scheme of it's a hunt. It is true. But for people who know, they know that Monica Rambeau means something in the comic books. And for them to be paying this off already, and not like in the next Captain Marvel movie or anything like that, is pretty exciting. Yeah. It's a pretty exciting thing to see. It means that there's more potential for her character to grow yes. in different ways. And be in other things. Yeah, she yeah. won't just be doomed or as, as typecast as a supporting character for Brie Larson. Right. Which right. is, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. More representation all the way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and uh, as they were getting done with this part of the panel, Kevin Feige made sure he, he told everyone, you know, in no uncertain terms, that the events of this show are going to flow directly into the next movie on the slate. And when I say directly, you'll understand what I mean in just a second. So the next movie on the slate, slated for May 7th, 2021, is going to be Doctor Strange 2. Yes. But not just Doctor Strange 2. The title. The title. The title. This title. The title. This is, this is the title that – this is where Marvel Studios – just completely jump the shark. This is where they get to shine. This is like <laughs> the most comic book title in the history of all comic book movies. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, so it really the, is. So the title of the movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. So. Yes. I, I, so thrilled. Yep. And Feige even said, just because Quentin Beck lies about the multiverse doesn't mean it isn't real. Thank you. You know, thank you, Kevin. Feige. Thank you, Kevin Feige. Your heart. And and to be fair, the the ancient one did say the word multiverse. That's true. In Doctor Strange in Doctor one, Strange, so right. um, I hope that he eats some like interdimensional like slug goo food stuff like he does in the comic books. Oh man, like, he at might. One point he ends up having to eat only like interdimensional food. Yeah, he probably <laughs> probably he just will. Goes through all the dimensions so much he like becomes like dependent on it. Well, he probably will. And, and and the reason why I think that might be the case is the director Scott Derrickson came out um, and said uh, most notably that this was going to be the first horror movie oh, cool. in the MCU. He actually said gothic horror Ooh, is what he said. Right, dark. So, yeah. Cause and, and so he's taking so Bram Stoker. Or yeah, I don't know. Like so he's taken, he's taken this in a very, very dark direction. Okay. Now, Kevin Feige was also quick to point out still going to be PG 13. Okay. So it, yeah. we're not going mean, to get Doctor a Doctor strange one was PG 13. Well, they're all PG 13. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the Marvel movies are PG 13. I uh, So far. So far. I mean, we're not, we're not into Deadpool. We're not into Deadpool yet. territory yet, Just so so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but he did make sure to tell everybody still PG thirteen. I mean, that's that's still exciting. I mean, I feel like they can push it pretty far. Yeah, even just being a PG thirteen film. But when you have madness in the title, yeah, yeah, you have no idea what to expect. It's one hundred percent true. And the rumored villain for this movie is Nightmare. Ooh, which yeah, yeah. Which would fit the gothic uh, kind of horror film genre. Feel. Yeah, that's what they're going for. So one of the rumors is that um, in the WandaVision show, Nightmare might be part of the catalyst that drives Ooh. Wanda insane. Ooh, I like that. And that rumor came out of the fact that they announced Lizzie Olsen as part of the cast of the Doctor Strange oh, movie. So she is going to co-star in this movie. That's amazing. So I think what what Kevin Feige said, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, any any movie that's got a great sorcerer. Should also have a great witch. Yes. And then they called Lizzie Olsen back out yes. and they did the whole thing. And oh it, so my God. really, really cool. They have like no crossover in uh, Infinity War or Endgame. No. I mean like they're they're out there together, but at the same time. Like, yeah, they're, they're on the really field of battle, but yeah. yeah. But that's really cool. That that oof. God, that's exciting. Yeah. That's really, really exciting. So this movie is gonna be It's gonna be magical. It is gonna be magical. <laughs> um it's you know You're a wizard, Steven. 
like the like the Eternals. I'm a what? <laughs> like like the <laughs> Jesus. Like the Eternals is going to expand the universe of the of the MCU. This movie is going to expand the universes. Yes, the, uh, multiverse. the multiverse of the of the MCU. So it. It, this it's gonna crack it wide open. This thing is gonna get real crazy and real weird. I just love the fact that we're we're now at a point where we're taking characters who, like you said, have had no previous engagement with one another mm-hmm. in any of these movies, and we're just putting them in each other's movies. Yeah, you know. Yes, I, I get that. Like Iron Man has been in Spider Man and sure. here and there and that kind of thing, but there was like pre-established um, relationships between those characters yeah. for them to show up in other movie, other mm-hmm. people's movies. Now we're just doing things where we're just going, okay, this makes sense to the story. And because it's all going to flow together anyway, let's just have Lizzie Olsen in with Benedict Cumberbatch and we're going to do this thing. It's going to be great. Well, and I think that connection, that, that multimedia connection that we've been talking about, the, the TV to movie, the movie to TV or streaming show, whatever, mm-hmm. like that is more comic booky. Yeah. You know, that idea of having like a series, right? You have like several issues or episodes of a story going on, but then there's one overarching story that's going on at the same time. Yep. And that is what I think is most exciting about a lot of these uh, announcements. Mm-hmm. It's just the potential there for having these huge, like massive stories that can be told. There's just going to be little facets that are going to be all over the place that you really have to pay attention to in order to get everything. Yep. Yep. So, uh, that's super exciting. Uh, after that, in the spring of 2021, is going to be the Loki series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's already over two years. That's two years away? Less than two years away? Less than two years away. So, so far. So, Kevin Feige uh, confirmed that this will be the Loki that escaped with the Tesseract in right. Endgame. He bounced. So, this is Loki who just got done getting Hulk smashed. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he's pissed off. Yep. This isn't. This isn't. He's, um, a, he's still out for global domination, world domination. Yeah. This isn't get help, Loki. No. This yeah. is not. This is not your happy-go-lucky. You know. He's not the. Uh, the sun will shine on our faces again one day. No. Brother. That's nope. not where. That's not where he's at here. Nope. Um. It, it's interesting that this is going to be. Um. It's interesting that this is going to be in the spring alongside, uh, WandaVision and, uh, when they release Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um. Because those things are heavily alternate universe or alternate reality based sort of uh, things. Right. Um, so this is going to go right along with it. And, you know, because with Loki bugging out in Endgame, he created his own branch reality. That's right. You know, yeah. so he's on a whole nother plane. <clears throat> That's a multiverse in itself. Yeah. So he's, he's got his own little multiverse thing going on. So it will be interesting to see if there's any crossover there. I'm curious what the, um, how that kind of ties in. Like, did you see the logo? Yeah, the logo was the logo it's was weird. weird. So every letter is a different like font, font. or style. Yeah, but I'm really curious how that plays into what the show is, and if I think if it's like that same idea of him like hopping through universes or yeah. or like time periods or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that would play into you know why each of those letters looks different because they combine together to form his name, but yeah. they're all different fonts and styles. So that's a good call. Yeah, I hadn't thought of be, that. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And the, the, the other thing that was cool here was obviously they brought Tom, Tom Hiddleston up on stage and he got, for my money, he got the biggest ovation of the night. I'm sure he did. They love him there. Everyone loves him. Yeah. He's, he's Loki. He is Loki. Yeah. He's fantastic. He came out on stage and they just chanted Loki. Yeah. There it is. Loki. Loki. And he just stood there and just drank it in, you know, it's that kind of thing. So um, that was very, very cool. 
Um, up after that, in the summer of 2021 on Disney Plus again, is going to be the What If series, the animated series we talked about. Um, so pumped. This feels like a little bit of a breather. Yeah. Because I, I get the feeling that WandaVision, Doctor Strange, and Loki are going to be very tight together. Yeah. In terms of like one after another, another kind of thing. They're going to play off each other, that kind of thing. So this is a bit of a breather. Um, one thing that was very cool is they announced that Uatu the Watcher is actually going to be voiced by Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> Who people know from um, Westworld and a, a number of other things, but Jeffrey Wright is a—he's a very accomplished actor. He came out on stage, very cool. Um, and the other thing that was cool about this was they—they they, uh, announced that the actual actors from the MCU were going to voice their characters yeah, in animation. So cool! They had all their faces. They had up all there. their faces up there. So cool. they, they didn't have Robert Downey Jr. or right. Chris Evans. That makes sense. Yeah, I think those are the two, only two that weren't on there. I feel like we're not going to see them in an mcu anything yeah for some time you know actually i take that back i may be wrong about chris evans because oh, really? they are doing the what if peggy carter got the super soldier serum thing as is part of the what if so he may Steve actually rogers. voice he may actually voice steve rogers i might have got that wrong but i know for a fact robert downey jr wasn't on there sure, sure. um so this looks like it's just gonna be really fun really fun animated stories what if stories yeah they're not they're things that you won't necessarily they're like one-off Stories that yeah. you won't really have to like follow along to get everything else that's happening. They're just going to be like fun little episodic. Yeah. Stuff. Right. And, and with them opening up the multiverse, this is just a way, this is, yeah. this is just a way to kind of just like for the watcher mm. to point at these other universes that exist and go, Oh, there's one over here and there's one over there. And you, none of these are going to play into any movie type things. We're not going to see these things happen in a movie or whatever, but they could, you never know, seeding a lot of different things. The one thing that I thought was crazy, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but the logo for the for the what if, it looks like the Marvel Studios logo, but instead of saying Marvel, it says what if. Yeah. And up in the top corner, if you look very closely, there are zombies. There are Mar- there are Marvel zombies. What? So they might be doing an animated Marvel zombies oh thing. Oh my god. And if you've if you're not aware, in the Marvel comics, they've done a bunch of different zombie based you know not what if things but kind of like um they, they are one-off arcs yeah they're like contained miniseries usually it's like, it's like four issues or something yeah, like that yeah where like every character in the marvel universe turns into a zombie except for wolverine yeah. you know or except for hawkeye or something yeah, like that yeah um they're always really good though. they're I mean, crazy like imagine walking dead but all the characters are your mcu you yeah. know marvel characters yeah exactly that'd be pretty nuts so so we'll see so we'll see um up after that in the fall of 2021 on disney plus again is the hawkeye show finally announced officially by marvel yeah. uh very excited that they finally just said came out and said yes we're doing a hawkeye show just had matt fraction out there they they, they <laughs> damn well could have um so it was really cool uh jeremy renner came through the crowd he he was uh he had entrance of the night his, nice. he sort of came through and gave him one high fives yeah. and stuff like that and so that was really fun classic they showed an animated teaser of just kind of like a title treatment kind of thing that was going on it's got the bullseye it's got the bullseye it confirmed kate bishop yep you see the the comic book version of kate bishop in this thing and then also the logo which is essentially the same logo from the matt fraction run right um, for Hawkeye and people went wild yeah. for that yeah. really went crazy for that. It's so beloved. Like that is when people, when you say Hawkeye for a lot of fans, yeah. that's what they picture. Yeah. It's the, defi- it's the definitive Hawkeye run as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkeye's had a weird history in the comic books. Yeah. Starting off as a villain and, yeah. 
West Coast Avengers and all this kind of, you know, and he's always kind of played second fiddle to Cap in the comic right, books and right. stuff. But what Matt Fraction and David Aha did for for him um, in the, in that run, yeah, it's just crazy and great. And also because it it, it didn't introduce Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop has, had been in the books before, right? But it it established Kate Bishop as as the next Hawkeye, yeah, learning from the previous Hawkeye, right? She's the protege, mm-hmm. and and even uh, Jeremy Renner made a point of, of saying, yeah, he's really looking forward to the idea of of teaching the quote unquote better version of Hawkeye, you know, how to be that character. He gets to be Obi-Wan for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the series takes place after Endgame. So, you know, we'll see. But, and as Jeremy Renner was leaving the stage, Kevin Feige dropped another little fuck it. He did. He dropped, he dropped the, he dropped the fuck it and said that, um, that, uh, you were actually going to get to see a little bit more of Clint Barton as Ronan. Cool. So I sh- I assume via flashback or something like sure. that. Um, Even the one scene that we got in Endgame was totally worth it. Yeah. So my t- my guess is that you know he's almost being forced to train another Hawkeye because you know his past is going to catch up with him as Ronan. You know sure. he did a lot of stuff and he's got to kind of pay he pay could, for he, it. I think he killed some peeps. Yeah. I mean he probably should be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh, went full assassin yeah, on that one. Should be in jail. Um, okay. And so last. But, well, it's not even last. Last on the announced Phase 4 slate is something... This is just Phase 4. This is just Phase 4. So this is the end of... This movie is the end of Phase 4. This is the next phase. Yeah, this 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 movie is the end of Phase 4. And, oh my freaking God, it's Thor. But again, not just Thor. Not just Thor. It's Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> Like I just insert guitar solo. Yeah, oh, I can just hear the Led Zeppelin oh, right now. Man. It's just, oh my it's God. Amazing. So Thor, Love, and Thunder. That logo is amazing. It looks like the Masters <laughs> of the Universe logo. It does. It absolutely does. It's so metal. Yeah, so it's metal. so metal. Yeah. Um, I, I Just incredible. Uh, obviously, Taika Waititi was there. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was there. Tessa Thompson was there. Um, Tessa was great, um, and she basically confirmed that uh, Valkyrie is, is uh, gay. Um, because she's, she's she's gay, or, she, or I mean, she's, Tessa Thompson is. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's in a relationship with. Uh... Look it up. Anyways, so she came out and she she basically said that she has to find that Valkyrie has to find her queen, and people went yeah. So that'll be really really cool. Um, after the fact, um, in some post panel interviews, Kevin Feige was asked about the LGBT. She was thing. in a relationship with Janelle Monae. That's right. Good call. So, uh. Kevin Feige was asked about the LGBTQ thing, and he said, "Yeah, we've, we've, she obviously Tessa is going to be, or Valkyrie is, is LGBTQ in this movie. We're going to have other characters who are who are going to be LGBTQ in uh, Eternals and things like that. Good. So more representation. more representation. So that's a so that was great to hear. Um, I thought it was really funny. Uh, neither actor had seen the script. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't catch that. I was like." Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so they couldn't. So Jessica Showbot actually asked some very pointed questions about things. And they were like, we have no, have idea. no idea. No one's ever seen. No one's seen the script. We just. That's probably sh- smart timing on Marvel's part. Yeah. Right. Just being like, yeah, this is going to be like tail end of phase four. So mm-hmm. we don't really want to give anything away. Yeah, right of course now. not. Of course not. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Uh, James Gunn did come out on Instagram later on 
uh, to confirm that this movie actually takes place before Guardians 3 okay. in the timeline. So it'll be before As Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, right? Work. Maybe he'll split off before. Yeah. I'm sure he'll probably split off before. Because at the end of Endgame, he leaves Earth with the Guardians. Right. Exactly. Thor, Thor does. Thor does, yeah. Um, so honestly, if, if it had ended there, we would all would have <laughs> sure. been very excited. Super excited. Super excited. It was great. I flipped my pants. <laughs> Multiple times. This was... So so Taika, he kind of got in this little rant, uh, not rant, that's a bad word of putting it, he got a little tangent about his favorite Thor runs. Jessica Chobot teed him up. They obviously had this planned. Um, and uh, he was talking about how much he loved Jason Aaron's run on The Mighty Thor. That's right. And for those who don't read the comic books, The Mighty Thor introduced Jane Foster as female Thor, as Lady Thor, uh, or as Taika clarified later, just The Mighty, Mighty Thor. Thor. Yeah. Um, but as Jane Foster taking over the mantle of Thor, she gets uh, Mjolnir and she is Thor. Um, and and it kind of got people on the edge. You could feel the room get on the edge of its seat <laughs> when he started to talk about this. And then he said, you know, and there's only one person who can handle the, oh, the role of the mighty Thor. Oh, so and that is none other than Natalie Portman. Yep. She's back, y'all. Yeah. She's back. Yeah, that was I. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Are you serious? Are you shitting me?" Blown like, off my chair. I could not believe it. I, I mean, like, I was thrilled at the the fact that they were even going to be doing more Thor movies. Yeah, right. Like the you know, his character was going to continue, but getting a mighty Thor like that, holy, like no one would have seen that coming. Like, oh man, it's just it's too exciting. And the fact that Natalie's coming back for it, I think, is amazing. Yeah, like, I always felt like she got such a raw deal in the first two movies, and she was okay in the first one. I thought I, her character was poorly written. That's the thing that I always felt like was was the the flaw there. Like there wasn't there wasn't enough substance for me to to really like root for her through each of those movies. Yeah, because it was she was in the you know, like it's, it's a movie about Thor. Yeah, like, you know. And she's the, the love, quote unquote love interest or whatever. But it, the fact that she's going to have an opportunity here to really be like the powerhouse, that is thrilling to me because yeah. I know that she can do it. Yeah. And it was cool. She came out on stage, Taika handed her a hammer. Yeah. Gave her the hammer. And, she, and bowed to her. Oh, and so she so she took the hammer. It was really cool. Um, Kevin Feige said after the fact that it took one meeting between her and Taika for her to be convinced to come back, I believe which is not surprising in at all. If you know anything about Taika Waititi, he seems to be the most charming human being alive. Um, and he just seems like a lot of fun to be around. I so, and, and, you know, to your point about her character being poorly written and sort of given the shaft a little bit in the first couple of movies, you know, if they do, if they do this version of the mighty Thor um, justice, she's going to have a lot to chew on as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've not read that run, the the main thrust of it is that Jane Foster has cancer. Yeah. She's dying. She's terminal. She's terminal. Um, and she's going through chemotherapy and she's recovering to a certain extent. She's not, I, I don't know if I can't remember if she goes into remission or what, but I mean, she's she, kind of using the power of Thor as well. Her. No. So the way, it, the way it runs is the way it works is, um, Every time she uses the power of Thor, it essentially eradicates the chemotherapy. Right. So she's killing herself by being the mighty Thor. But, but she's she, also immortal while she is Thor. Yes, she yes, exactly. So she's got the powers of Thor while she's she is the mighty Thor. But whenever she reverts back to being just Jane Foster, she goes back to being as sick as she could possibly be mm. with this cancer. Mm. So she is effectively killing herself 
you know, in order to take the mantle of the mighty Thor. So it's a, it's a very, it's a very heavy, heady run for a character. And, you know, Natalie Portman's great. I, oh, yeah. I she's going to be, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't, I honestly, I could not believe they announced yeah. this. Yeah. I, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. And it, yeah, I'm so thrilled. Um, I could easily see this fitting into some kind of multiverse type deal as well. Or if it just ends up, you know, panning out that, you know, Jane Foster shows back up after being kind of MIA for a while and just being like, you know what? And then she just picks up Milner. Yeah. <laughs> like, but right. I do wonder what Mjolnir she's going to get because yeah. Cap returned Mjolnir to 2013 supposedly, to Dark World. Supposedly. Well, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know how that's going to happen. Maybe Lemmy Logie gives it to her. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Yeah. We'll maybe. See what wow. Oh, wow. There's so, many different so much stuff now. that could happen here. Yeah. Um, and then, way after the fact, Jeff Goldblum actually teased Return as the Grandmaster for this. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. More Jeff Goldblum is something we all need all in our lives. So, really looking forward to that. <laughs> so, that was that was the quote unquote end of the panel. Um, we, they, assumed. we assumed it was the end How of the panel. How did it get any better? It was cool. You know, they brought everybody out back out on stage. They were all wearing Black Widow hats. It was like the end of an SNL show. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> yes, it was. Very, good call. Everyone was hugging. Yeah. It was a, a feel-good moment. Everyone was out on stage. Um, and it was just really, really cool to see everybody out there. Um, and they took a big group photo together and all this kind of stuff. And... <laughs> All of a sudden, Kevin Feige's on the mic and he's talking about, you know, thank you to everybody. And, uh, you know, we didn't even have time to we didn't have time to confirm or we didn't have time to talk about all the other things that we've got in production right now. We've got uh, Black Panther 2 in production. Everyone's wild. Captain Marvel 2. Everybody goes wild. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Everyone goes crazy. And then then he just very just throw it out there. there. Very goes. And the fantastic four oh and people God. lost their shit. Yep. And then he goes, he goes, and we didn't even, we didn't even have a chance to talk about mutants <laughs> and, and people like, we're just, I, I mean, you know, those, what is that on SNL too? Where, uh, I forget who it is. It's like a, it's a skit where somebody is singing, but they're singing so well. And like the crowd's going so crazy. Like people's heads are exploding. <laughs> like there's just girls in the crowd just going, ah! their heads are just, just blowing up. <laughs> That's what I imagine that crowd was like when he st- when he said the word mutants. Literal heads exploded. Yeah, when he said the word mutants, I feel like everybody just yeah, like their heads were. And, and mutants just drop subtle subtle drop. Sorry, we couldn't get to yeah, the, it the was, news and all of that. Oh, uh, it was crazy. Confirmed they're in production. That's yep. amazing. So so he says all that, and then he goes, and then he says, but he goes, there's more. He goes, oh, you know, and there, you know, there's one other thing. You know, those things, he, and when he said those things, he meant those other movies that I just got talked about. He's like, those things have been rumored. You know, we've people have kind of known those things yep. might be coming. Yep. But one thing that hasn't been rumored, um, there's one more thing we want to talk about. And so he goes, you know, ladies and gentlemen, two-time Academy Award winner, Mahershala Ali. And Mahershala comes out, yep. and everyone's like, oh. oh. Even some of the actors yeah. who were on stage yeah. were kind of like, that was amazing. Oh my God, it's Mahershala Ali. It. You see the fans' reactions. Everyone's like, oh, that's great. And then all the, st- <laughs> the people on stage are also unprepared for this. Jeremy Renner is in the shot, and he's standing there kind of going, huh, huh. that's Mahershala Ali. Wow. And he's also a <laughs> member of the Spider-Verse. Yes. Yeah. Good call. He's uh, he Ma- Miles' uncle. Yeah, yeah. Um, uncle Aaron. That's right. Yeah. Who is the Prowler. He was the Prowler. Yeah. So Mahershala, they bring Mahershala out. He's got a hat, and Kevin goes... Uh, Mahershala, I see you. I see you brought your own hat. What? What is that? 
and Mahershala puts it on, and it says Blade. It's so good. And people lost it. The room goes dark. The logo for Blade comes up on the screen. People are cra- <laughs> heads are exploding. Oh my god! You know, I I think two or three people gave birth. Every it was vampire cr- peed themselves <laughs> immediately. Uh, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. So, so yeah, so we're gonna get Mahershala Ali as Blade. <sighs> never, never, never would have thought about so it. So out of left field. Never. I, I, there's been so much speculation. I mean, he even teases all the speculation. Yeah, we've talked about this stuff. It's you know, it's kind of been like rumored out there for a long time. You know, we already kind of knew about like we, we had planned and talked about Black Panther two, yeah. Captain Marvel two, yeah. Guardians three. And, and there were some people who were disappointed that those things weren't talked about more. Oh but... yeah, sure, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, like I have no doubt that we'll be getting a lot more news of of those things and probably future properties from like D three and, mm-hmm. and and other you know once more of the movies and shows come out. But yep. The <laughs> we, we we talked about the 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 previously regained properties a few episodes ago. Yeah, we talked about Ghost Rider and Blade and like what we would want to see out of yeah. those. This is something I never even nope. knew I needed until just now. Yep. Like, nope. Yeah. I had no idea. I just like I had not heard any rumors about this. No one had talked about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Um, what's crazy is so reportedly after he won his second Oscar. Yeah. Mahershala went to Marvel Studios. The got green, the Green Book. Yeah. Yep. Book. He got it. He got a meeting with Kevin Feige and some of the other producers there. He just went in and said, um, "I want to play Blade." <laughs> I mean, apparently that's about that's about as long. He just shown up in like sunglasses and with a trench coat and yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, he just walked in and was like, "Hey, how's everybody? You know, meet and greet. Like, hi, oh, yeah. nice to meet How you. you whatever. I, I like the this weather. I like the yeah." <laughs> <laughs> you try you try ice skating uphill lately. <laughs> so oh so he just went in and said, "I want to play Blade." And and Kevin Feige, in his eternal wisdom, just kind of went, "Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, I think that's great. I think yeah. great idea. Let's Sweet. do that." <laughs> and so you know, the I think the way they kept this under wraps is that it was very few people in the room, and mm. and like you know. They just left the conversation there, essentially. Right. You know, with Mahershala and his agent. Sure. And Kevin Feige and whoever else I mean, was in the room. There was probably, you know, tons of paperwork and stuff they had to go through, but on the minimal side. On a, yeah. Point. Yeah. So, so, yeah. And this is still far off. Like It's phase is, five. Yeah. This is stuff that's not going to happen for another few years. Yeah. 2022 at the earliest. But it's exciting. Super, it's super exciting. Um, so, that was, that was an unbelievable way to end the panel. Um, the, the logo looks sick. The logo look, does look crazy, doesn't it? Really, really. Yeah, cool. it looks really good. And it, it's, that's kind of the. I think that's another like testament to the creative people behind these shows and movies. Mm-hmm. It's just like we haven't seen, we haven't even seen concept art. Like we know, we know what Marshall Ali looks like, mm-hmm. right? We can kind of imagine what he would look like as Blade. Maybe oh, it's super easy to see. We, but there's so much of this stuff we haven't seen anything of, and the only thing we've gotten so far is that we know that they're making them, and then these like logos that right. are made for the properties right yep. and if you look at the logo and you're excited about it just by that those two things like that really says a lot yeah about your marketing team Abs- like absolutely people that are built, like the creative people behind that absolutely and it, it sh- i should point out you know when when kevin feige did this prior to phase three a few years back several years back now it included things that didn't actually end up getting made um i can't off the top of my head uh, the inhumans is the one that really sticks out that okay. was on that 
It was made, but it wasn't. But they made. announced it as a movie. Oh, really? They didn't announce it as the show. I did not. Yeah, so he did the he did a similar thing at a theater in Los Angeles, however many years ago now it sure, was. Sure. Stood in front of a giant screen and announced all these things, and they all went up. Logos went up. People went crazy. Um, but some of the things on that list didn't get made. He made a good. He made a point of saying, you know, he's like, while things could change, anything could change. Sure. He's these are these are things that are pretty much set in stone. Like yeah. these things are not gonna not happen. Right. So, so it's very exciting to know that you know, we're not gonna lop one of these things off the calendar. Yeah, exactly. And we like, and we've already talked about the potential for each one of them, how they can connect together in so many different ways, and the the universe building and multiverse building that they're gonna be doing off of just these, mm-hmm. uh, just these ones that they've announced. Yeah. Right. But. Yeah, throwing in, like, uh, we haven't even talked about the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. Like, whoa, yeah, there's so much stuff they could do just with those two. I know. I know. It's crazy. Um, and then, uh, as he is wont to do, uh, post-panel during the media, um, I don't even want to call you one. It's not really a junket, but there was kind of a press row, oh, sure. I guess, that happened afterwards. Yeah. Um, he dropped a couple more fuggets. Um, one, that they really struggled with what to announce at this show. Because they've got so much of Phase Five also locked in, that they weren't sure whether they should just announce, like, actually do full panel announcements for things in Phase Five as well. They've already got properties that are in production. Yes, they've got things that are in production, so they know for a fact things are are moving. So they really struggled with it. They held it to to Phase Four, Um, and then also he he he's on the record as saying that just like the first three phases built to that. Infinity War Endgame kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The same thing is happening now with the next several phases. Whether that's four, five, and six, or just four, five, it sure. kind of remains to be seen. But all of these movies, all of these shows, all of these things that they're doing, yeah. they're all leading into another big event. Right. Um, the two leading candidates, I think, for that big event right now are Secret Wars. Yeah. And Annihilation. Yeah. Um, I'm putting my money on Annihilation. Yeah, that seems like it would kind of fit with. At least the titles they've announced currently. Yeah. Um, for, and, and the fact that they're getting so cosmic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having the Eternals in there changes everything for, I mean, in a lot of ways. But it also means that going to that celestial level, um, especially with, like, I mean, and Thor being at the tail end, maybe, is what could open that for, I, I guess, either of those stories. I mean, like... I guess maybe more on the annihilation front, just because that's kind of more. He's more involved in that plot line in the comics, but the the Secret Wars thing, I think, is I, I just want it because I knew the Russos would come back for it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's <laughs> uh, a good point. I can almost see them doing that something as a, as like a phase like seven, eight, nine type thing. Though. Maybe. Um, but Maybe. at the same time, who knows? Yeah. Like you said, any of this is subject to change, but it all sounds really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So there are a couple other little, just, you know, odds and ends, little news notes that I wanted to throw out there. Um, they actually did, uh, back, I forget when this, when this happened, we actually talked about it on the show. They actually did announce 2022 dates for Marvel properties in the past. Um, but none of these are actually tied to a specific movie yet. Uh, February 18th, 2022, May 6th, 2022, and July 29th, 2022 are so the announced dates for the next. So that would be phase five. These are release dates. Those are release dates for, for movies that 
will be in production. Right. So that's phase five release dates for Marvel movies. So we're not even counting any other shows they might do, you know, within that phase, within that year, you know, or anything like that. Those are just the movies um, not announced or not talked about at all were uh, the next Spider-Man movie and a sequel to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens with those. Um, I know from reading some of the rumors online, there's not a lot of movement on a sequel for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Um, Paul Rudd has been angling for it. I know he wants to do it. Yeah. But um, they're not. They haven't. No one's really talking about it just yet. Um, and then obviously on uh, August 24th of this year, they've got D23 coming up. That's right. So I would expect to see well Star Wars news first of all at D23. We're gonna get we're gonna get plenty of that. Um, but then also I think there's going to be more MCU stuff there. I already said I thought they would probably announce or maybe announce Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. I also wonder if that might be where they announce Keanu in that, something. That'd be cool. I will see. Even if it's just like in an animated role or something, that'd be kind of neat. I think I think it'd be too little for him. Yeah, I think so. I think we got to get Keanu on this like, on the screen. Yeah. I I yeah. I'm I'm really curious to see what they end up doing. I think a lot with this the Disney Plus what they're announcing for november's yeah launch. yeah oh yeah yeah they'll oh there'll be tons of disney plus stuff there'll probably be a, like an actual mandalorian trailer yeah. that gets released publicly and stuff like that oh, God. um stop my beating heart yeah they'll they'll be that be, they'll be still be still my beating heart. yeah there'll be so much of that stuff so <sighs> we'll we'll see but you know after this after the san diego comic-con thing i put nothing past uh kevin feige and marvel so yeah. they're gonna have something up their sleeve for that that um that event so really really looking forward to that um and that's it uh that was that was all of oh, that's all that was all yeah that's that it. hour and a half or whatever it was <laughs> that we just took talking about um was you know i honestly i can't believe some of this stuff yeah. i cannot believe the the i don't know why i, sh- I don't know why i can't believe it either but it, it's crazy to me that they have just they realize now that they're playing with house money. Yeah. It's like, you know what? We can just do things now. Oh yeah. We have so there is so much trust in the Marvel Studios brand, yeah. in Kevin Feige, in these characters that they can just do things. Well, and I think they realized it in phase 3, really. Like yeah. that's when you kind of started to see things that were on uh, so unlike what we had seen before i mean you can you can feel the difference between phase one two and three. Oh yes it's like the drastic feel and change of how those movies kind of melded together but also how they were each so unique um and like you know you you can argue that there were unique aspects of each of the movies of the first two phases as well even though they're primarily about iron man captain america and thor but the reality there is that once they got to phase three that was kind of like all right we're taking the gloves off like you know everything is kind of free for all and thanos is coming in so we're just going to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff and guardians is going to get crazy and you know thor is going to be metal af it's just going to be so much more fun yeah and you know and they you know there's there's so many different things that they introduced there where i feel like it could have been a gamble, mm-hmm. you know, like if they hadn't done it right or maybe hadn't trusted the right people for those positions that they were in. Like Definitely. Taika being put in charge of Thor Ragnarok was probably the smartest thing. That they yeah. Did. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, I think the three best directorial decisions yeah. are probably in order. Probably Taika, yeah. James Gunn and Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. The Russos. 
Oh, yeah. But... Putting him in charge of the uh, Avengers movies, you mean? Yeah. Well, just putting them in charge of everything. Yeah. Really. You know, um, Civil War, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I mean, they were still they were still spearheading Cap. Right. At that right. point, all the Cap movies. Yeah, they were really, and then having that kind of once once he did Civil War, and they were like, oh yeah, this guy knows how to handle yeah. teams. Oh, we don't. <laughs> or these guys know how to handle. Yeah, teams. they were like, oh, thank God we don't have to call Joss. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be awkward. <laughs> uh, you know they would have too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, like we need you. Yeah, please um, help us. No, it's it's uh it's fascinating. I think it, like the evolution of these movies, the stories that they've been telling is, is amazing. Yeah. Just to, even in speculation, but the potential for where they're going to go and phase four, just having, you know, these, these few titles released for movies and series. Yeah. It's so exciting. Really, really, really exciting. So it's a lot to digest. A lot. Um, we are not going to be wanting for content over the next however many years. It's going to be great. It's going to be really, really, really great. Um, the last thing I wanted to very, I wanted to touch on very quickly, um, some sad news, unfortunately, um, in Hollywood. Uh, the actor Rutger Hauer died um, at the age of 75. Um, he actually died last Friday, I believe, uh, the 19th. Um, he's obviously best known for his role in Blade Runner as Roy Batty. Um, he also starred in True Blood, Batman Begins, Sin City, and his IMDb page is it's great. Long. It's like it's like 180 yeah. roles or something like that. It's no, crazy. He, he a worked lot a lot in 75 years. That's um, impressive. Yeah, and and an actor who is inst- who was instantly recognizable as soon as you saw him on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who 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 touched a lot of the things that the people who would listen to this kind of show are, are into. So absolutely. So yeah. So uh, you know. R.I.P. Ritker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's it for us. Episode 20 is in the books. Wow. Uh, there will be an episode 21, I do believe. What? I know. I, I I'm calling it one. Calling it right now. Calling Maybe it right now. You can't keep. Episode 21 will happen. <laughs> Mark my words. In phase 12. <laughs> uh, uh, and and uh, for anyone who might have missed it We have our uh, Spider-Man Far From Home Spoiler review up mm-hmm. online right now You can go find that um, Had a lot of fun recording that um, Yeah uh, Give thwip. us a Go ahead, sorry, you were going to say something Thwip That's all Yes, oh, okay, good, thwip It's spider-tastic It, it, is, it is spider-tastic So uh, for Andy, I am Adam This is the Hell Nerdy Podcast And until next time, stay hell and nerdy. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Hell and Nerdy Podcast.